Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I am your host, Samantha Perviti, and I am joined, as always, by the one and only Mike Triplett, longtime Saints beat reporter whose work you can find on the Action Network and at NewOrleans.Football. Mike, how are you? Big win for you guys yesterday. Yeah, things are a little uh, calmer uh, in my parts today. Not just doom and gloom, we're allowed to talk about other topics for a change around here, but I cannot say the same for the Las Vegas Raiders right now. Fair enough. And I cannot say the same about the Carolina Panthers right now, because that was just honestly so heartbreaking. Obviously, so many chances and they really did deserve to lose at the end. I mean, it kind of stinks that the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct helmet thing kind of really came into play there. (laughs) But yes, kind of like watching the end of a movie that you've already seen. Like I saw this happen in week one against the Browns. So I shouldn't be surprised or disappointed. And we are just one step closer to a better quarter. <laughs> so in terms of <laughs> a lot, things- well, look, a lot of things have been coming true on your board. Uh, it was, <laughs> you know, it was tank for the quarterback a couple weeks ago. It was free Kyle Pitts, And so I was thinking like who, who I, I need to go through my teams and decide maybe like, maybe you should auction that off what we can, what we can <laughs> put on your board back there. Cause you're on a hot streak yes i need to manifest some stuff maybe we can free aj dylan next (laughs) um so in terms of things that happened on sunday a lot of things happened um but yeah the saints quarterback situation is something that i wanted to ask you about just because you are obviously in the trenches there uh another good performance from andy dalton so do we expect to see Jameis winston anytime soon no, uh, since we last talked, Dennis Allen pretty clearly said he is making the decision to go with Andy Dalton indefinitely. He didn't say guaranteed for the rest of the season, but he said even though Jameis Winston is now back to being a full participant in practice, he's healthy enough to be the backup on game day, even though he's still dealing with with injuries. He said they're going with Andy Dalton because he likes 
how the offense has operated with Dalton in charge. And obviously we saw that play out with a 24, nothing win over the Raiders. And I think for fantasy purposes, we're going to talk about quarterbacks you can pick up, but Dalton is, is very viable now that we're getting into to bye weeks and, and, you know, injury replacements and things like that as a backup option or in two QB leagues. But the most important takeaway is how good he's been for Alvin Kamara. Um, uh, it was seven, six, and six receptions for Kamara in their first three games together. And then yesterday it was nine receptions and two touchdowns. Um, this is this is obviously what anyone who has Alvin Kamara on their team should be buying an Andy Dalton jersey and, and hoping that continues. And and I do wonder if we ever get to see Michael Thomas on the field, if that'll benefit Michael Thomas as well, because Andy Dalton was throwing a lot of passes close to the close to the line of scrimmage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he can take the occasional deep shot, but this is the kind of offense the Saints want to run. Absolutely. And I will just say in one of my leagues, I scored 170 points. This is the same team that scored like 76 points last week. So it, uh, you know, day and night here, but I had Alvin Kamara and uh, AJ Brown on that team. And I picked up Andy Dalton. So I had a pretty good week there. And I was just, I was uh, just crossing my fingers that I could get like, you know, 15 points out of Dalton. So I was pumped that they looked so strong uh, this week. Well, the biggest um, theme, I think, of the entire week is is one that we probably won't talk about for the rest of this because we're talking about waiver wire pickups. If you had superstars, yesterday was a pretty good day, yes. finally. <laughs> yes. You know what? The fantasy gods made it up to us after a number <laughs> of bad weeks. It was just like every week there was just a, a star that was like a complete dud, like a first round type guy that just didn't show up and ruined your fantasy week. So, yes, it was super high scoring and it was an exciting week. I mean, it was so much fun to watch Red Zone person. So I had a great time uh, watching football yesterday. Anyway, um, in terms of some of like the things that are happening around the league, we obviously had Kadarius Tony traded to the Chiefs. I'm not sure how much of a impact that will make on the Chiefs or Kadarius Tony's value. Like, obviously you think, oh yeah, he's going to this team with a great quarterback, huge upgrade, but the guy hasn't played since week two and he's missed more weeks than he has played in his NFL career. So uh, do you have any thoughts on that or maybe any of the other guys that could be on the move at the deadline? Well, you have to stash Tony on your bench because I mean, two things happened. One, he's with one of the best quarterbacks in the league Mm -hmm. now. And and two, he got away from a team where there was obviously some sort of discontent going on there. Mm -hmm. I don't love it because I was already trying to figure out how much to trust Juju and how much to trust MVS. And, you know, you know, it just clouds the picture even more in Kansas city, but for Tony specifically, if he wasn't already on my bench, you know, he becomes a sort of a, a lottery ticket now, I think because if you wanted to pick a situation for him, you couldn't have picked a much better one. And, and, and I think that's exactly how we're going to look at all the other people, unless there's a major surprise with like a Christian McCaffrey level player. Um, it, it's all going to be about where they wind up. Uh, you know, Cam Absolutely. Akers, Kareem Hunt, uh, Elijah Moore, uh, Brandon Cooks even they could end up in better situations or they can end up in worse ones. I mean, you know, Brandon cooks had Houston all to himself and he wasn't performing. So if he becomes Mm -hmm. somebody's third receiver, is that better? If he went to green Bay or something, that would be great. So I I think with all those guys, I want to know where they end up. 
Absolutely. With the Kadarius Tony thing, I mean, the range of outcomes is just so wide, right? I mean, he could end up being a week-to-week wide receiver one if he actually is healthy and on the field, or he could never see the field the rest of the, you know, the rest <laughs> of the season. So uh yeah, to your point, lottery ticket. Um, but yeah, in terms of the the types of guys, I mean, the only one that I would say like has to go up or maybe two that have to go up from where they are right now are Elijah Moore and Cam Akers. Cause obviously I mean, Cam Akers is not seeing the field and Elijah Moore had one target yesterday. They both, I mean, for various reasons seem to be on their way out, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, the trade deadline is here. So yeah. uh, there's, there's not a lot of time left, uh, and, but there are a lot of teams that still need running backs and wide receivers. I mean, the giants for sure. Could you the saints could receiver. be one? The saints, Mark Ingram got hurt yesterday. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, we were wondering if they were going to be sellers um, and, and sources had said they're, they're not looking to, to trade Alvin Kamara, but then they get this big win and Mark Ingram gets hurt. So I wonder if, if they'll be a, a running back buyer, but it's funny on Elijah Moore, he is, uh, trying as hard as he possibly can to get yes. traded. I saw his quote where somebody asked him about the chemistry with Zach Wilson. He goes, I don't, I don't really know about the chemistry. He doesn't throw to me. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to your point about the uh, NFC, I mean, the NFC South is just completely wide open. So no point in having a fire sale for the saints quite yet. But jumping into injuries, you said Mark Ingram obviously has the knee injury. We had Cooper Cup with the ankle injury, which definitely gave a lot of people a scare. Uh, he is day-to-day right now, so he could play next week, but it's it's not clear if he doesn't. Opportunities for Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, who came back from injury this week. He only, he, I mean, he didn't have uh, any fantasy points, but also Ben Skoranek could step up as well. He had one target yesterday, but... Uh, I think this this would really impact Matthew Stafford in a very negative way. If you True. happen to be in a Q, two QB league and still starting this guy, uh, I certainly would not have any faith in him there. Um, and on the Ravens, we had a couple of injuries too. Mark Andrews with a shoulder injury, not expected to be serious. Rashad Bateman had a foot injury. Also wasn't expected to be serious, but now he's expected to miss a few weeks. Yeah. We just came out a couple minutes before we started recording. So that could be a really big deal for Devin DuVernay, but there are not a lot of pass catchers on this team that are very healthy. Yeah. And look, Mark Andrews is one to monitor because unfortunately I don't think we'll know enough about him by Tuesday, but yeah. if he was going to miss time, Isaiah likely might be the most popular pickup of, of anyone we're going to talk about today. But since it does not sound like Andrews is going to miss a lot of time, uh, I, I'm not sure if likely has long-term value, but uh, uh, he is an interesting, I mean, the fact that he stepped up as much as he did while Andrews was dealing with yep. the injury, he's certainly somebody to, to make sure um, he's been picked up on uh, like any, you know, dynasty or keeper leagues. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's just jump right into the waivers. Well, we've got the Chiefs and Chargers returning from by. So we kind of had a little bit of a reprieve with just two teams out, though they were teams with a lot of fantasy relevant players. My team without Austin Eckler uh, was definitely suffering. But now we've got six teams on by. So the first of two kind of by NATOs in week nine, that's going to be the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers. Thankfully, those teams actually combined are a little bit 
lighter on in terms of the fantasy relevant guys, but still a good number of them. Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, uh, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb. I mean, the, it, there's a long list. Christian McCaffrey, who's out there throwing touchdowns, a triple yeah. threat, really. I mean, not quite but to the McCaffrey taste. McCaffrey alone level. is going to hurt a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, so people are definitely going to be low waivers pretty seriously this cycle, or they should be. Um, unfortunately, it's not that great of a cycle, especially for running backs. So, um, but let's start with quarterbacks. I really like Justin Fields. Uh, I have been a really big Justin Fields supporter for a long time. Like I was first, I was hired by Action Network. And like, I think the first video that they had me make was like this, like three person panel where we all argued about which, uh, which quarterback should go to the 49ers at the time. And of course I took the Justin Fields side of things and it's, it's been a, it's been a rough go, but not a hundred percent his fault. I mean, it must be pretty tough playing without offensive weapons and with, you know, a terrible offensive line. So it's not like the bears are setting him up for success, but that said, he actually is looking a little better. This was a very difficult matchup on paper. I mean, no one expected the bears to really show up. And uh, I mean, they, they still lost by 20, but <laughs> Justin Fields did actually have a pretty nice game and, you know, he gets it done through the air and on the ground. He rushed eight times for 60 yards and a touchdown and had two touchdowns through the air, currently the QB five heading into Monday night. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a rough start, but he's got a nice schedule coming up here with the buys, uh, you know, on the radar. He's got the Dolphins, Lions, and Falcons. Falcons. All of those defenses are uh, bottom eight in defensive DVOA. So I think that he could be a really nice like fringe sort of QB one with six teams on by another guy I like is Taylor Heineke 7% roster. So he's really out there for sure. If you happen to miss out on, on Justin Fields. I talked about rostering him last week and uh, he was, he was pretty strong. He's another type of guy that's going to get it done on, on the ground and through the air and he's Vikings next week. Who are definitely below average defensively. Anyone that you like? Well, yeah, your top three on this list was the same top three I had jotted <laughs> down. I mean, Fields, yeah, Fields has gone more from I guess I'll settle for him to uh, yeah. do I want to consider starting him over over someone like Matthew Stafford that you don't you know that you said is is going to be harder to trust doesn't have Cooper Cup um, and and forty nine twenty nine. That's kind of what we needed to find out about him because. Is he only effective when they're able to stick with the run game or can he also give you some uh, catch up fantasy points? So I, I think that was real promising. I think a month ago it, it, it felt like, Oh geez, are the bears going to move on from him next year? Yeah. Now, uh, now he's really delivering on that promise. You talked about Heineke uh, was the next guy I had on my list. Uh, just, you know, seems, you know, he's not, he, he's not going to be your high ceiling answer, but yes. uh, you know, he seems like he belongs, you know, in the role he's in, not, not, the quarterback you want, but the the quarterback you're you're willing <laughs> yeah. to take. And like I said last week, so good for for Terry McLaurin. Uh, we mentioned Andy Dalton. You know he's perfectly uh, solid. And uh, PJ Walker, if he can uh, if he can get a, one Hail Mary every week. But uh, the only thing about PJ Walker is uh, at least they've already named him the starter for next week. So so uh, you know if if you're trying to figure out if you're down to uh, the slim pickings, at least you know he's got another start in him. So. Definitely. I know you kind of, I mentioned PJ Walker in passing last week and you just interjected and said, I, know. I would skip him for sure. I didn't know I mean, Hail he, Mary. <laughs> I, I forgot about the Hail Mary factor. I forgot about it. <laughs> no, all good. I, uh, I don't think anyone, <laughs> including myself expected PJ Walker to be playing 
at this level. I mean, they're not going to get to play Atlanta every week, but they do get to play them in two weeks. So certainly it should be on your radar there. Marcus Maria also had a nice game. Um, so uh, those are pretty much the quarterbacks. I mean, like, here's a good question. Like, would you, would you start Justin Fields next week or, or Aaron Rodgers? Like, oh, who do you feel more comfortable? Wow. And that's sad. I know, but wow. that's where we are at this point. I, 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 luckily I don't have Aaron Rodgers on any teams and I would have like, that's the approach I usually take in fantasy. I just so happen to not have Aaron. I have Tom Brady on three. Uh, and so I have to keep making decisions like that, but I'm a glutton. I would look, I, I kept Kyle Pitts in both of my lineups this week. Like there's some people that I'm just like, instead of chasing other unreliable people, maybe I would trade for an upgrade, but uh, I, I think I would keep, Trot Aaron Rodgers out there, but the fact that you have to ask the question lets you know uh, the state of both quarterbacks right now. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It is a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button, along with over-under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper right now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you will get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 
Moving on to running backs, like I alluded before, it's pretty lean out there. It's a number of guys that maybe have the opportunities if someone's traded or or something like that. There's just a lot of nebulous backfields right now. So some guys that are on my radar uh, are from the Rams. That's Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers. So actually, it was Matthew Berry that was tweeting this uh, whole thing that Ronnie Rivers might be the guy heading into uh Sunday and I actually mentioned it on unconvinced me and I think Sean and Chris both laughed at me and they were like I'm not concerned about fourth string running back Ronnie <laughs> Rivers and I mean it certainly was not like he didn't have a fantastic performance, but this backfield is so wide open without Cam Akers there. And Daryl Henderson, I mean, he was sick this week, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries. And I just feel like the fact that he was on the field, but not used as much as Rivers, like I said, the fourth string guy, it certainly feels like uh, either Kyron Williams or Ronnie Rivers could step up. Um, Kyron Williams hasn't seen the field all year, but uh, they do plan to get him the ball. And I, I heard that it, that, uh, his return is imminent and that they do actually want to use him pretty heavily. So that's a backfield that I'm interested in. The chiefs have a confusing situation. Oh. Um, I, I, you know, with teams coming off by, it's like, I always forget what happened and like, yeah, like, but the chiefs, this was, this was a mess uh, right before the game, obviously like Isaiah Pacheco was named the starter um, ahead of the week seven matchup against the 49ers ahead of Clyde Edwards, Elaire, and then Elaire ended up with the better game, but Jarek McKinnon has seen the most snaps of everyone. So it's kind of a mess there. I mean, there's, they've got a somewhat nice three game stretch coming up. So they're, they may be worth looking at. Um, Caleb Huntley is another name. I just don't like that. He's not involved in the passing game at all. So that kind of limits his upside. Like I'd rather have Algier if he's out there in your leagues, but Caleb Huntley, 4% rostered. He did see uh, 16 carries for 91 yards, but they won't be facing the Panthers every week. So do you have any other names that would be on your radar? If oh, you need a running back? So many messes. I don't want, I don't want Caleb Huntley because isn't, Actually, I'm, I might take a look and see if Cordero Patterson is, is is available in a league if anyone's dropped him. He's supposed to be back soon, but I don't know that I'd really want any of them once they're all <laughs> splitting carries. Uh, then it looks like the Chiefs, but in a lesser offense. Um, the yeah. interesting thing about it, if Cam Akers doesn't get traded, there was a report that he would come back to the Rams and they would start to work him back into the mix. But uh, otherwise, I do like Kyron Williams because I think there is the potential for someone to emerge there. And, and the guys that I really like, I, unfortunately, there's so many teams on a buy right now that you probably yeah. need someone who can help you right now. But we're getting very close to the time where there's a lot of interesting people who I like as the number two that would be a clear number one mm -hmm. if something happened to them one. But they're also getting some work as a number two right now. And, and that includes Jalen Warren, who, you know, I don't think you like anything you, you're seeing from the, the run game in Pittsburgh, but they keep working him into the mix. And if anything happened to Najee Harris, he would clearly be the guy. Uh, Rashad White, I think we've mentioned almost every mm -hmm. week here. He keeps biting into uh, Leonard Fournette's time and Leonard Fournette isn't lighting the world on fire. Um, obviously, Alexander Madison falls into that category. Dontrell Hilliard is an interesting one. <laughs> when, mm, when Tennessee yes. ran for about four 
400 yards this week. It was like 300 of them were uh, Derrick Henry, but, uh, yeah. but like the other, the rest of it was, was Dontrell Hilliard and he would obviously have a huge role if anything happened there. So those are all guys that are kind of interesting. Dearness Johnson, just in case uh, I, well, we'll know, we'll know if, if yeah. Kareem Hunt gets traded before most waiver wire pickups are due. And I guess Chuba Hubbard falls into this category now that Deontay Foreman has become the man there, but, <laughs> but it was just a week ago that Chuba Hubbard was the starter who got more snaps exactly. and gets all the work in the passing game. So he's going to be involved no matter what. And, and, and could theoretically still, still take that backfield over. And, and I'll say James Cook is another one who <laughs> obviously Buffalo is not going to force James Cook into the mix, but I think he had his, his most glimpses of what he could potentially be uh, last night. Absolutely. And what a great performance from what Sean Kerner coined on uh, convince me as a dollar store, Derek Henry, uh, that is just <laughs> Donda Foreman. Uh, yeah, certainly, uh, definitely a waiver wire savior there. So there are definitely weeks that you can get guys. It's just, this happens to be a rougher week for the running backs. So at least, uh, you know, the wide receivers look a little better. Uh, Romeo Dobbs had a nice game. Uh, Alan Lazard's out with this ankle injury and uh, Chris Watson was banged up in the game in the concussion protocol. So unclear if he's going to miss any time, but they've got the lions on deck this week. So obviously this is just a matchup that you definitely want to have some exposure to. Um, not that the Packers have looked that great, but if he's the only guy there certainly feels like he could be streamable. Uh, Terrace Marshall, not a lot of good takeaways from this game. I mean, obviously DJ Moore was phenomenal and he's looking like he can be fairly quarterback proof, which is great for people that drafted DJ Moore. Terrace Marshall, though, also had a pretty nice game, uh, four catches on nine targets for 87 yards. Currently the wide receiver 23, obviously his best performance of the year. I think he's going to see an uptick in targets because Christian McCaffrey's gone and DJ Moore can't carry all the water, you know, so it, it certainly feels like Terrace Marshall could be the guy. I mean, he was an impressive prospect out of college. It's yeah. easy to sometimes forget when guys don't have a very strong first year, but he's a guy that I think could emerge. Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are definitely really, uh, they should be pretty high on your priority. Uh, Keenan Allen's got this hamstring injury and he did nothing in week seven. Maybe he might be a little bit better coming off the bye, but it, he's unpredictable because he's just so injury prone and getting up there in age. And Mike Williams has an ankle sprain, so he could definitely miss some time there. So Josh Palmer could be the wide receiver one in the chargers for now. Um, and DeAndre Carter had a good game uh, in week seven, heading into the bye. Uh, Garrett Wilson is someone that pops up on here a lot. It's like, I want him so badly to, to do well uh, because he's just so talented. And, and it just makes me mad that obviously Zach Wilson had tanked his value. He did have a nice game, but I mean, Oh my God, watching Zach Wilson is just like an absolute train wreck, Mike. It's it just, uh. it was, it was terrible. So I, I don't know how much exposure you want to have in this offense. Uh, obviously they've got the bills and a buy in the Patriots next. So uh, not as an attractive uh, ad, but anyone on your list that you really like? Well, yeah, I, I like Garrett Wilson because only better things can happen for him. I mean, it was good to see that he had production with Zach Wilson, but either one, the Jets might try to save their season by turning back to Joe Flacco at some point, or Zach Wilson might realize 
that he's competing against whoever the Jets might draft next year uh, and needs to prove he can get the ball to to the first round pick. So one way or another, uh, I think getting the ball to Garrett Wilson has to be a top priority for this team in the second yeah. half of the season. Um, I'm less confident in, in Romeo Dubs because, uh, you know, I think we've seen so much inconsistency out of him that he is absolutely the definition of a player that when you do finally start him, that's when he gets the zero catches. And that, that was because of both Alan Lazard and, and Christian Watson being hurt in that game. I am so fascinated to see if Green Bay tries to add a receiver uh, at the trade deadline, but we've never seen Green Bay <laughs> show show any interest in investing in, in the wide receiver position. I also had Terrace Marshall on my list. I wouldn't have any real confidence in him uh, to produce on a consistent basis, but I think he's going to get stash. number yeah. two snaps on a consistent basis, which is a great sign for somebody who um, has the pedigree that he has. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about him being a first round draft pick last year. Um, and so we'd be talking about him in the same light uh, mm-hmm. if, if he hadn't kind of fallen under the radar. Josh Palmer might be my favorite one on this list. I can't believe he's only 25% rostered. Well, while with the bye, Mike I Williams think he, hurt, he got but, dropped a lot. So, but exactly. And then uh, people might forget about him because he didn't just have a big week. So that could be a sneaky, uh, great pickup uh, on the waiver wire. Um, I forgot to mention Miko Hardman when we were talking about how crowded it is in Kansas City. I don't oh, know how God, you start yeah. through Kansas City. Uh, Darius Slayton is a little interesting. I've been touting Wandale Robinson the last couple of weeks, so it's Me hard too. to yeah. tout Darius Slayton at the same time, but he's done it three out of the last four weeks now. So, so there's something they like about him there. And, and I see you have Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce on the list, but I, I think our worst fears kind of came true with, with Sam Ellinger that did, that did not help their passing volume. So it, it's a little harder to trust those guys. Yeah. We had a couple of uh, not great day de- de- starting debuts. Um, Malik Willis got like negative three Ooh. fantasy points or something like Ooh. that. So um, yeah, yeah, someone Woods. with, yeah, Robert someone said like, I, I, yeah, life is someone in trouble right now. <laughs> yeah, someone had said that uh, they needed a replacement for Matt Ryan this week, and they were like, and the answer, like, and they they started Malik Willis, and they were like, and I should have just started Matt Ryan. <laughs> so he yeah. to see that, hopefully, you know, I mean, they're young that better days are ahead, let's just say uh, for them. So, uh, all right, well, let's move on to the tight end position. We did talk about Isaiah Lightly at the beginning of the show. He is 5% rostered, currently the tight end two heading into Monday night, six of seven targets for 77 yards and a touchdown, led the team in all receiving categories because we've got Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews inked up in that game. So uh, he could definitely be the top priority if it looks like Mark Andrews, but like you said, it, it's, it's a gamble going into Tuesday night, not really knowing what the status is for Mark Andrews, but he could definitely be a lottery ticket with that receiving course. So banged up um, other guys that I like Evan Ingram of the Jaguars uh, could have had two touchdowns, honestly, in that game, but he's the tight end eight on a per game basis since week five, he's got a lot of targets and he's got the Raiders and chiefs on deck next. So love those matchups yeah. before they're by and then finally, Greg Dulcich. I mean, they're going on by this week, but if you need a tight end, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea to, to, to add this guy, especially if you have the space, because he's currently the tight end eight, caught four of five passes for 87 yards, tight end four on a per, per game basis since joining the team in week six. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a short list of guys that are better than him in that short span. So I certainly think that he could be worth an ad and they get the Titans and Raiders after their bye. 
Yeah, I, I like Dosich a lot for, you know, it, this might be a hard week to stash someone, um, but yeah. that yeah. offense can only get better down the stretch too. And it's clearly <laughs> how, how highly they think of him. Um, so that was good to see uh, Evan Ingram. I, I've resisted it for so long, but I guess if you oh, want to burned everyone option, for so long, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most consistent, like, you know, he hasn't had this Tyler Conklin two touchdown game that we just <laughs> saw. He's not like all over the map. He's yeah. just like doing it every week. And um, if you just want to set it and forget it at tight end and stop doing the, you know, streamer thing every week, then, then maybe he's the, the safe option on this list. Um, yeah. Tyler Conklin, I feel like you'll get burned if you, if you, if you chase the the game he 100%. just had. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, and it was just a really good kind of week for the tight end position overall. I thought uh, with, with Pitts finally coming through Dalton Schultz yes. return, um, you know, so, uh, and, and one name, um, I guess maybe he's not on this list cause it feels like he should be less than 50% rostered. But when we talked about the trade deadline, if Mike Kosicki ends up anywhere else, he mm. could be a really interesting guy to pick up. Yeah. Kosicki is, I think 60% rostered. Yeah. So you, it's worth checking. And we did talk about, uh, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but guys like that, you, you, you wouldn't think were dropped were dropped or maybe available just because people have to make room because of the buys. Dawson Knox was dropped in one of my leagues and I think he's 77% rostered pretty much on Yahoo. So it's, uh, there are guys that will just be dropped because people are desperate and they need points each week. So uh, definitely check that out. Yeah. Tyler Conklin. I mean, we talked about him earlier in the season. He was definitely better with Joe Flacco, but so was everyone on this team. (laughs) So uh, it might be a little rough chasing those touchdowns. Like, uh, I don't know what you can expect from him rest of season. Cole Komet, we had a Cole Komet sighting. Oh, Finally. Oh no. I mean, he lives. So uh, maybe worth keeping an eye on, but I'm not ready to to add him back. I did I, draft him in one league and I, I, I was happy to cut bait. It was like cathartic, actually. I will add this. I probably should have mentioned this during the running back time. But when, after we talked about two pass catchers having a good week in the same week, un, unthinkable. Um what a disappointment their their backfield is. Uh, just seven days ago when we were talking, we we thought Michael Carter could be like a, a you know put your entire fab budget in budget in for Michael Carter, and then they go and trade for James Robinson. I think right after we were done yeah. recording, and then they end up giving like one third of the snaps to Ty Johnson. So that is unfortunately not a backfield that I feel like you can uh, you can invest in uh, uh, so you can't invest in their uh, pass catchers or their backfield right now how disappointing exactly some teams have you just want nothing to do with and I just I just miss Brees Hall it's it, yeah. it's sad I, I I had him on a team that I also lost. I, I well actually I thought I lost DK Metcalf and dude has a but some kind of patella tendon thing that it, people were saying was going to take weeks to return. He comes back and looks phenomenal. I actually had to start him in one league. Like I, one league I sat him cause I was afraid that he was just going to be a decoy, but um, and what a significant decoy he was uh, certainly uh, had yeah. a really nice game there. Um, one other name I will mention Harrison Bryant, obviously the Browns have not played yet, but he is 8% rostered and David Njoku is out with a high ankle sprain. So uh, he was doing pretty well for the Browns and they've got Deshaun Watson potentially coming back in, I don't know, 
a few weeks. So at least in time for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much pretty much it. I think that'll do it for all the waiver wire this week. Um, thank you for everyone to join for joining. And uh, if you guys have any specific questions about your lineups or about trades or anything like that, please send them to mailbag at actionnetwork.com. I do a mailbag piece every single week and I answer questions and they're so much fun. So uh, definitely send those in and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.